Hello and welcome to the Quick Smart Comedy Show on Sound Art Radio, second Sunday of the month, and today is quite a special show. It's the anniversary show. We've been two years here at Sound Art Radio, so a big thank you off the uh, top of the bat. Top of the bat? Is that a phrase? I don't know. Um, to the listeners, um, unfortunately Dave isn't here. Uh, usually he's doing the introduction. I'm James, the other one would be David if he were here. He's not, unfortunately. Hope nothing bad has happened to him, but he isn't here. Quite annoying. Uh, I'm not sure what to do. Uh, if you do, get in contact. Uh, don't actually, I, I wouldn't know how you would do that. Um, not really sure where we go from here, you know. Usually he introduces himself as the host, me as co-host. Then uh, the show kind of starts. We're kind of stuck in limbo, really. Uh, with me just talking until something happens. Uh, not sure what will happen. Um, something. Probably. <laughs> Hello, anybody? That's me, Olaf, the station manager. Just thought I'd pop by, stick my head in, see what's what on the old station. Oh, hi, hi, Olaf. Uh, kind of glad you're here, actually. I'm, I feel a bit uh, let, let down by David. He hasn't turned up to the show. He usually does turn up every Sunday. Every second Sunday of the month. Um, what's going on, do you know? No, he hasn't been in contact with me. I, I just came by to say Merry Anniversary. I know it's your two-year anniversary. And of course, I thought uh, as station manager, it was my job to drop by and say hello. Oh, well, uh, hello. Uh, thanks for dropping by, Olaf. It's great to see you. But um, not much of a show this week because it's just me and, you know, one half of comedy isn't really comedy. It's just com or a D. Yes, I could. Yes, I could say it's not that funny, really, is it? And even live when I'm seeing you do it. Yes, not 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 getting anything from it. Yes. Uh, which which one are you again, James or David? Uh, J- I'm James. The other one's David. Right. Yes. I would have thought you had n- known that, Olaf. You've known us for quite a while. It's kind of weird that you don't know me by name. Well, yes, I, I usually just kind of make you out from shape. You're more of a bland, the other one's more lines. Hello? Uh, sorry, sorry, um, it's, hello? Sorry, who's that? Sorry, I can't, do you want to come in? Sorry, I can't quite see you. It's me, it's, um, it's Beth, the right. intern. Oh, okay, um... Well, just Beth, I mean, that's not my, like, title, I'm not a... Yeah, well, we know you're a person, it's fine, you, yeah, uh, come in, I mean, this has already been interrupted by Olaf here, so just come in. I'm sorry, I just, I've got to give you this, um, this tape. Who, who, sorry, me? Yeah. Right, okay, what? We are doing a show right now. I mean, I'm supposed to be at a funeral right now, so actually, I think out of the two things, funeral is more important. Like, dead relative over radio show that nobody listens to... Um, every time, I think. Don't you think? You you agree. I can see by your face that you agree. That's great. That's wonderful. Dave showed up at this funeral and gave me this tape and said, I needed to give it to you. And here I am giving it to you whilst I should be at a funeral. Why because we... I'm an intern and nobody pays me. I don't even remember the last time I went to a funeral. Um, I imagine it's just a bit like for weddings and then funeral, you know, where like Brian Bess- Blessed is dead. And it's then... like Simon Callow's. 
No, I'm James. Um, no, no. In, in in Four Weddings and a Funeral. Si- Simon Gallows is... What? Sorry. He's he's the one that dies in Four Weddings and a Funeral. Oh, okay. No, I'm... Nah, well, maybe you're thinking of the person who gets married. Maybe you're thinking of Flash Gordon. Well, yeah, maybe, but I'm pretty sure... No, I'm pretty sure it's Brian Blessed who the dies. people get married that are like Emma Thompson's sister that like abused Ben and EastEnders that one time. The guy from the Thin Blue Line. Hmm. Can we... Can we look this up? Can anyone look this up? Well, I could look it up on my phone, but I left it at the funeral that I'm supposed to be at oh, that's... right now. Right, well, that's... Talking we to sh- you. We should probably like, just say it's Brian Blessed then, just for... Well, what, but why would we say that? Just for confirmation for the listeners, you know, they... But it isn't. I'm pretty When was sh- the last time you saw Four Weddings and a Funeral? Oh, I don't think... Did I see it? What do you think happens in it? Where do you... How... How does he die? What What do you think happened? Who today? Who died? Sorry, Simon Callow. <laughs> I've not seen a film where he dies. The one with Brian Blessed when he dies. There's like um, I don't know. He's got like a kind of land speeder, but it's in space, no. um, and he's kind of like assaulting no. this castle. No. no. And then uh, Hugh Laurie. No. Is Hugh Grant is there, uh, or is that someone else? Well, that sounds great. That what film's that? That you just made that one up. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Well, if someone could make that, that'd be great. I would watch that. I mean, I would just look it up, but I don't have my phone. Don't you have a phone? Isn't there a computer in here? You, this, this is a radio show. Don't you have any form of... I mean, Google, people. It's 2016. Don't know. You don't know if there's the internet here? Yeah. See, Dave usually hand, handles all the computer... I just usually turn up with... And sit here. And you don't have a phone that has the internet? <laughs> I haven't got a phone, no. You haven't got a phone? No. Mm. Okay, well, I mean, Olaf, this is frustrating, phone? isn't it? Because I would usually just look this up, but I, I don't have my phone. Mm. Glad you're here. A couple of jobs I wanted you to do. Yes, I wanted you to uh, do some guttering. Yes, there's some, I think there's some... Some guttering? Yes, if you could just get the ladder and... Uh, I'm not doing guttering. I'm supposed to be at a funeral. But the... the... No, I'm, I'm definitely going back to the funeral, Olaf. There's no... I'm not staying here and doing your guttering. I don't even think... Guttering is definitely not in my contract. Like, passing things to other people, filing, even cleaning, you manage to sneak in there. But, like, guttering and home improvements, not so much. I'm fairly sure you'll find that it's Sunday and there's um, Sunday working hour restrictions. David Cameron definitely tried to get that through. No, uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that got through. It didn't go through. No, it definitely didn't go through. I did turn off the TV as soon as the vote started, but I'm pretty sure it got through. It didn't. Well, okay, if you can't do the guttering, maybe you could just stand on the corner there and point the cars in, because I think the uh, the sign to uh, Dartington Hall, I think, has fallen down, so we just need someone to stand there and, you know, shepherd them in. Uh... You, you want me to do the job of a sign when I should be at a funeral on a if, Sunday? If that's okay, when I say, no, if, it's a, it, when I say okay. if it's okay, what I really mean is I think it's in your contract, so if you could just stand there, point uh, for about seven hours. On Monday, tomorrow, when I come in, I'll do anything that you want. Filing. Mm. I don't buy anything. I mean filing. <laughs> cleaning. I think it's probably going to be the same two jobs that we need doing. Um... Well, that's fine. I'll do those when I'm like contractually obliged to be here. Right now, I'm going back to a funeral. Okay. What about just making me some lunch? You know, just um, a ham sandwich? I've maybe? got this apple. Do you want this apple? Could you maybe put it in a sandwich or... An apple sandwich. Maybe put some toffee on it? A, a toffee apple sandwich. Yeah, that, that, that's You've got to be careful with your sugars, Olaf. I did see earlier you were just eating sugar out of a bag, Olaf. That's maybe, yeah, cut back on the sugar. Are, are you a healthy... You don't look like a healthy man. How, how are you doing? 
Hey, it's hard to say because of, I'm so, 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 so... Old? Uh, well, I was going to say complicated, but yes, old too, yes. I mean, you don't look great, but... No? Oh. What looks aren't everything, are they? I mean, subjective yeah. as well, isn't it? Just because I don't think you look... Just because I think you look like a haggard old man doesn't mean that everybody else does. <laughs> right, I am really going to go now. Uh, and do the gutter, yes, of course. No, I'll, no, I'm going I'll to... I'll follow the... with a sponge and I'm maybe hold the, the ladder for you. Olaf. Yes, of the funeral of Gunge. I, you're not Dave Benson Phillips. I'm just... I'm going to an actual funeral. Look, I'm, I'm just going. Goodbye. Why are you following me? Just get the ladder. We d- I don't need the ladder. I'm going to a funeral. Right, well, I'll get the step ladder then. That's right, well, now they're gone, listeners. Uh, maybe I'll just pop on this tape. Uh, I've got a tape player here that, you know, is a station. It's not a weird thing to have, I don't think. Uh, quite usual, I'd say. Uh, just going to pop the tape in. Let's play. Hello, James, and a happy anniversary show to you! I cannot believe it has been two years since we began making sweet, sweet comedy on Sound Art Radio. Now, you're probably wondering, why am I not in the studio with you today? Well, I was thinking, I'm not going to give an explanation, an answer, or any sort of justification for me not being there. What I thought I would do is leave you a series of clues. Now, there are some tapes dotted around the town, and each tape contains a clue based on the previous two years' worth of shows. I hope you've been paying attention for the last two years, James. I know when I've been uh, fiddling with the dials, you've been sort of blankly glaring out of the window while I've been, uh, you know, cracking wise. And, uh, yeah, so I hope you have been paying attention, because if not, you won't be able to answer the clues, you won't find the tapes, and there won't really be much of a show. Um... I'm sort of seeing a bit of a hole in my plan here as I have left the show in your, some would say, uncapable hands. <laughs> oh, but seriously, yeah, please don't ruin the show because, um, yeah, this is my life. Um, but anyway, you will find with the tape there is a map which will detail the final location of something special. And if you can solve the clues, a map will point you to this very special location. Now, here, James, is clue number one. Where could I go to get a cheap Tesco's ready meal rather than eating proper food? I'll repeat that, James. Where could I go to get a cheap Tesco's ready meal rather than eating proper food? Now, good luck, James. The show is counting on you. Strap on the portable radio broadcasting equipment and be on your way. So today on the special anniversary show, it looks like... David won't actually be here, so that's good. I th- I don't know what's going on. Um, maybe if we solve the clues, we'll find him, maybe, and I can ask him why he thought this was a good idea. Uh, maybe he's confusing me with the famous five. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure how we're really doing for time, either. I think I lent him my watch. Well, I can't find it, anyway. Um, I've been missing for about a week, actually, yeah. First clue. Right, where can you get a Tesco ready meal? Uh, oh, actually, I, I think I've got it. Um, this needs some explaining. We work at a local B&B when we're not here. Uh, and our boss, uh, he doesn't like to eat the B&B's food. He actually prefers Tesco's ready meal. So maybe that's where I would look first. I guess, listeners, that uh, we're kind of going on a treasure hunt this week. So um, I hope people like treasure hunts more than they like comedy because that's what's coming up. Uh, on the Quick Smart Comedy Show with me, James, and alongside me, no one. Oh, 
Don't be alarmed. It's only your spaceman Sam letting off his rocket boots. Don't worry. It's just Rocket Rover chasing his mechanical tail. Don't be scared. It's only the planet Nebulon imploding due to the explosion of 15 nuclear warheads. But don't worry. They're only actors. No one's gonna die today. In the far reaches of space, Sam must battle insurmountable odds. Join Spaceman Sam as he journeys into space with his best buddy, Rocket Rover, the three-legged pooch. Yo, get him, Rover! See them fight the evil forces of the Dark Lords of Ebonon Five. Come on, Rover, we gotta stop the Dark Lords to save the princess! But he has an ace up his sleeve. Courage. Bravery thermonuclear warhead. <laughs> you said it, boy. Destabilizing! Destabilizing! Dynamo! I know you're a slave bot, but you'd be so useless! Spaceman The new Albier skincare range from Gum and Stuff! A new compact range of anti-aging moisturizer both bends and reflects space-time, literally freezing your skin in a youthful cocoon-like vegetative state. Ooh! Now for the science! My deep from the heart of Warwick, England, the minerals fired up by injecting the nucleus of an anti-proton while liquid membranes are literally fried alive creates a disproportionate balance of hydros butos or no ugo syndrome that allows our team access to this highly flammable product. What? But don't take my word for it. Here are the words of my close colleagues. It smells as good as it tastes. Oh, I look so beautiful now. I look gorgeous. How much? It's the new Albier skincare range from Gum and Stuff. Apply five times a day to your adrenal glands for peak performance. And you're having the space-time continual, none for any guarantee. Get involved! If I can do it, so can you! In the year 1985, one man one machine, one piece of tech no one cared about. Right, Arnie? Delic Trotter, this transaction must be terminated. But Arnie, no income tax, no VAT! The future of Peckham depends on it. Starring Martin Freeman as Dale Boy and Arnold Schwarzenegger as himself in the biggest mashup, 2013. Have you got the spare parts for the WMD, Derek? Sure have my son, we got WMD, we got WKD, we got WD-40. Rodney's just bring it around in the van. You sure this guy's legit, Dale? Nah, no, don't worry, Rodney. Nah, he's fine. We wish he had a pipe down the next head. Also starring Sandra Bullock as Rodas. Pete Townsend as Unk. Sissy Kendall as Trigger. Oh, look, here comes Boise now with Unk and Denzel and Trigger. Evening, Derek. What, old boy? All right, Del. Oh, Dave. Mr. Trotter, if you sell him this part, you will jeopardize the future. And I'll have to come back again 
You see, in the year 2013, this man will use his part to detonate a bomb. So get down. Good business with not selling him this part. I'm back. See the biggest film this year and any year, released every July 4th until 2015. Terminator 12. Terminate this transaction. Hey you, why so blue? Hey blue, I'm talking to you. It's the quick smart comedy show. It's the quick smart comedy show on Sound Eyes. Sound Radio. Right, okay, just for the listeners, I've, I've just arrived at the B&B, the Rose Garden B&B, where me and David do work. David and I, I, I should say. Just walked past a bit of a queue coming in. Um, that's not good, but uh, hopefully everything will be fine. Just grab the tape and go. Just uh, just going into the B&B now. Pretty derelict. Uh, there's some, what looks like blood on the walls. I can only assume that's tomato sauce. I hope it's tomato sauce. Uh, some wrecked furniture, some scattered ashes, but that's not usual for the B&B. Um, probably should explain for the listeners, Dennis is a bit of a a bit of a strange man. Uh, he's the owner of the B&B. He's uh, Dave's and I's boss. What can you say about the man? He runs a local business, not very well, uh, and he occasionally pays us. Going back into the kitchen now. Oh. Oh, hi, Dennis. Um, sorry, I know it's, you seem pretty busy. I know I'm not supposed to be back in the kitchen. I'm just uh, looking for Dave. Have, have you seen him at all today? Good. No, it's good you're here. We, we've got a lorry convention in. We need we need staff. They all run away. So you've got to take these plates out to some lorry errors. And, uh, uh, no, Dennis. Stir, stir that, quick. I'm just doing my radio show. I'm looking for Dave, actually. I know he, he he's not at the radio station where he should be on a, on a Sunday, like I am. Um... I've got a tape message. Apparently, it told me to come here. Have you got the next message, perhaps? Do you know where David is? Tape? I haven't seen a tape since 2003. Well, who uses tape anymore? Who was I... using tape in 2003? I don't... Well, I was. You sure you haven't seen Dave, Dennis? I mean, he, he said he did come here. I don't think I've read the map wrong. He gave me this map that I've got to kind of fill in. Kind of I like saw a him yesterday. Box. He came around and slapped something on the back of my head. But I ain't been able to fish it off yet. Right, okay. Well, uh, I don't really look looking at the back of people's heads. It's one of my phobias. One of the few phobias I have. An irrational fear of looking at the back of people's heads. I know, it's strange, isn't it? Um, Strangely convenient for this situation, you might say. One might think that, but, you know, a broken clock is right twice a day, Dennis. And this is just one of the few occasions it's come round. You haven't seen me at home, Dennis, as a, a, a nuisance, if anything. You know, every time someone turns away, I say, what's the time? They turn around to look at a clock. I jump out of my skin. You just have to face the right clock and the right point of the wall. Well, I, I, as you know, my, my, my living room is full of clocks, so we don't have to turn around. All broken. Yeah, and who broke them? The back of people's heads? Really? Oh, I don't oh. know. I thought that was the moral you were going for. Well, maybe. I didn't, I didn't thought of that. Oh, no. Anyway, I haven't seen Robbins. I'm busy. We're cooking. There's a lorry convention in town. We've got to make uh, uh, steak and ale pies with... with uh, Jambalaya. Jambalaya. I did notice when I was coming in, Dennis, that the car park is full with just one lorry. And there's 15 of them out there, so there's a bit of a pile-up. You can fit a lot of people in a lorry. <laughs> you can, but there's so the problem of a, there's a big pile-up outside the B&B. I mean, it's going back onto the... Oh, of lorries or people? 
Got lorries. There are oh, five other people. Well, it's a small car park. We're a local B and B. We're not designed for such things. We're not. We're not a, a motorway service station. Yet, yeah, I found the flyer, Dennis, that you put out saying mass I think lorries. If, if you invite fifty people, only so many are going to turn up. You've invited fifty lorries, and they've all bloody turned up. Yeah, it's a massive queue, Dennis. You better, you better sort that out. I mean, look. At all I these... better sort it out. You better sort it out. Well, where are you? Take this apron. Take this small chef's hat and go and serve things up. Why have I got? Why are you giving me the junior hat? If anything, I'm at least an intermediate. You have to have someone junior to you to be intermediate. Oh, good point. Where, where, where are your kitchen staff, Dennis? They run away. Together in some sort of dribs and drabs. Dribs and drabs. I didn't notice at first. There were four of them, and then and then there weren't four. And then there was less than that again. Before that, there was even less again. And now there's just me with no shoes and socks on, stirring things with my toes, trying to get everything ready for all these lorry drivers. And it just ain't panning out. Have you served a single person yet? No. Right, well. Quick, then. just make something here hot and give it to someone in a bowl or plate, depending on how viscous it is. All right. Well, I've got, I've got a couple minutes at least. Right. Okay. So what's what, what what's the first order? What, what what are you even cooking here? This is just brown sauce. You've got a pot of brown sauce here, Dennis. Where's the meat? Well identified, James. That is brown sauce. An entire vat of HP brown sauce. Great. What what are you gonna do with it? Just serve it up. Tell them it's soup. Right. Well, let's get into it, Dennis. Right. I've got I got a bucket here. Um, is that gonna be alright? Yeah. Go outside. Get two scoops of mud. Then put some beef in it. Then put some gravy in it. Then put some ketchup in it, like a whole bottle of ketchup. Have you seen the order? Like, you've seen all the order tabs you got here, Dennis. It's full. It's not even even taking these off anymore. This one's from June. I just still haven't fed him yet. <laughs> it's overdrawn. It's it's still out there waiting. That's why the queue's so long. I assume. Wow. Okay. Well, probably should check on room nineteen then at some point, shouldn't we? Uh, there's an awful smell of death coming from room 19, but I'd best leave it be. But to be honest, that one room has kept this entire place afloat for at least two months. Oh, wow. Okay. Business is scarce. But Pro now with the lorry convention in town, we have too much business. Yeah. The kitchen is too busy. I've run out of steak and ale, and I've resorted to Ted uh, Seagull and gutter water which Look. i've rigged up a new piping system so that when it runs off the roof rather than going into the drains outside it comes in through the window and into this drum i had noticed since a lot of the ingredients seem to be um fluff a lot of an animal is fluff as soon as you skin an animal you've lost at least eight percent of its body mass so you just grind it up into a gray mush with the rest of it no yeah. one can notice i see you've kind of devised the kitchen up into a certain Certain uh, stations. You got the that looks like the uh, the animal crushing center. You've labelled that. You've had quite a lot of time to prepare, Dennis, but not a lot of time for actual food preparation. No. Well, it, it takes so long to get a washing machine inside and put bricks in it and get the animals in it, but then line the inside with a plastic bag so that none of it runs off. I think the washing machine's flooding, Dennis, because there's a bit. There's quite a lot of pink gunge coming out of it. It's up to my up to my ankle. Oh, that's that's prime pink gunge. We need to put that in storage. They haven't got any buckets left. Where are the buckets? They've got other slop in them. Um. Okay. Well, I'll I'll start on the starters then. Um. Where are your starters? We're making stationary beef pie. It's got stationary in it. Rulers, pencils, rubbers, pencil sharpeners, and beef. And Liam Perrins. 
Wow, that's that, that'll give it a good taste, a good kick. It will. You just put everything in a pot and stir it. Make sure you mash up all the pencils so they're not too long. It's not spaghetti, James. You've got to break them first. I've always wondered, actually, working at the B&B, where do we get our food from? Because I've never seen any lorries come around the back with, uh, you know, deliveries or anything like that. Well, you see, there's a building site just down the road. For a while, we got it out of there, Skip. We had a lot of gravel soup that week. Um, occasionally, I can scrape animals off the road. Seagulls are pretty common. Occasionally, you get a deer up the woods. It's amazing that I've never seen any of this. Um... I guess it's just blind ignorance on my part when I'm, you know, handing you the roadkill and then taking it back out to the customers. Well, we mash it up pretty fine into whatever it goes into, so once it's grey mush, nobody can tell. What is, what is this, Dennis? You've, you've, got, you've uh, kind of labelled some of the spices here, but I don't really recognise any of them. They're not spices. All right, what are they? Bear with me a second. Um, Do you even know what's in this kitchen, Dennis? I mean... This is just sand you've got in this one. Uh, it's in case the soup isn't gravelly enough. This next one's paper, and then the third one's sandpaper. But that's just mixing of sand and paper. Do you know what sandpaper is, Dennis? It's just sand and paper. I just found lots of it in the skip, and it went very well with the poppadoms. Well, what, what vegetarian options have you got, Dennis? Right, I'll, I'll start cooking. Right, I'm going to chop out this onion. Is that an onion? No, it's a tulip bulb. Right, well, I'll put that in there. What else have you got? Um... Just have a look out the window. We've got um, tree, grass, shrub. This looks a bit fleshy. What's this? Um... Okay, I think I'm going to stick to a vegetarian one though, Dennis, because most of these trucks do say vegetarian convoy uh, and they are delivering uh, what seems like horses to a horse show. So, hmm, maybe we shouldn't put meat in everything. They're, they're going to a horse convention. They don't want burgers because they're horse. Well, they'd be horse of rage, wouldn't they? I bought all these prized show-jumping ex-horses, what have been put down for... Is that what you call a corpse, an ex-horse? Okay, that's in there now. Right, uh, water, we've got any water. Uh, the taps don't seem to be working, Dennis. You've been paying the the bills? Oh, well, we've got the rain bucket outside, although got a lot of mosquito larvae in it, so probably not best for the vegetarian option. Puddles, it was raining. So just go out, there's a puddle in the road. We okay. can get some gravel in that as well. Sure, That'll sure. Be good. Right, that's that's Stu and Dennis. That's already boiling now. All right. Uh... Right. So I've got some pea wine that I brewed from some pea. That's what's, what goes in pea wine, right? You got any wine? Well, I, I left it fermenting in this vat. Right. Oh, so sorry. The pea turns into wine. It's exactly. Like, it's a bit like the old Jesus trick, but better. Um. So so that'll that'll. That'll keep them. That'll keep them calm for a while. Sure, sure. Right. Um, well, I could start on the desserts. Maybe. Have you got um, any chocolate? Any uh, cake or anything? Any ice cream? What? what Mud pie. If you take the bottoms off the shoes, put them in the bottom of the tray, then you can lay the leather over the top. Okay. That makes good. Right, that's one. Pie, pie crust. There's fifth. Mix in a bit of apple sauce. Uh, what else have we got? All right, I've got some. Uh, 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 I don't really know, Dennis. Um, starting to think you don't really know what you're doing either with this this cooking. I do not. I do not at all. I barely know how to run a business. Is There's this... some damp rot in the corner. You could put that in it. That'll spice it up a little bit. I think, listeners, what's... 
he's been in this kitchen for quite a while. I didn't realize how much he comes in this kitchen, and I don't think he's really still all together. Maybe he's starting to lose his mind a bit because I think I cooked one of my fingers earlier. He's at least five shades lighter than he usually is, and he's gonna get a green color. If there's any doctors out there, um, just stop by the Rose Garden B and B. That's right. I'll sit down. I'll have a cup of turpentine. I'll be fine. Oh, look out, Dennis. I think there's something falling off the back of your head there. I'll get that, shall I? I'll, yeah, I'll just get that. Pick it up. Oh, I think it's a... Oh, I think it's a tape, Dennis. Let's just... Um, I've got a tape deck with me. I'll put it in. Let's have a listen, shall we? It's probably Dave. I think Dave must have put this on the back of your head for me to find. You pulled three of my remaining hairs out with that tape. Yeah, you got kind of a Homer Simpson haircut, haven't you? More or less. Yeah, zigzagged. <laughs> On the basis that you have found this tape, James, well done. Got on ya. I never listened to those detractors when they said you couldn't do it, James. I knew you had it in you. Though, to be fair, I thought that was a, a bit of an easy one to start with, just to ease you into the process. And as an aside, I hope Dennis didn't mind you touching the back of his head. I know he can be a bit sensitive about the old cranial sphere. But uh, there we go. Right. On with the action. Right, next clue, James. Where could you witness a murder by death by killing. I'll repeat that. Where could you witness a murder by death by killing? Good luck. Poor Bly. That was a good tape. That was. Murder by death by killing. Okay. Hmm. Bit of a tricky clue that one, Dennis. Um, actually, hmm. I think I knew an author who used to, uh, well, he's dead now, but when he was alive, he used to write novels, uh, murder books, I believe. I think that's what they're called, murder books. Murder by death by killing. Perhaps it's in a bookshop. I think I just slip out the back, Dennis. I'll, I'll, I'll be coming back, you know, obviously. I'm not going to leave you high and dry. But I'm just going to take a quick call. To, Bring uh, me some strawberry for a salad. Sure thing. Absolutely. Um... Got an old sitcom. Ancient? So last year. Do you want some money for it? Dosh. Readies. Wonga. And follow these simple steps. One. Write a sitcom. Two. Wait ten years. Three. Send it in to Channel Dave. And wait for your post in the check. Check every day. Check twice daily. Check three times daily. Fifty pounds. Hundred pounds. A hundred and fifty pounds. Cool! And it helps the environment! Find out what your old sitcom's worth at channeldave.com That's channeldave.com Is your granny old? Past it? Ancient? Has she seen better days? Does she tell you about them all the time? It's not easy having to look at a constant reminder of your own mortality, is it? And in the present financial climate, I bet you could do without the expense of your grand on birthdays and Christmases. I've got two grands! It's just not financially viable! Well don't panic! We've got the solution! Cash for Gran! Gives you cash for your old gran! Just text old gran to 88452 now and we'll tell you what we think she's worth. If you agree with the price, we'll send you a prepaid envelope within 18 working days! All you have to do is stick her in the envelope and pop her in the post. It's that simple. Sell your grand now! Do you like dogs? Of course you do! Only weirdos don't like dogs. 
but you're probably too busy and important to have one of your own. But don't worry, we've got the solution. Rat dogs. Rat dogs are the perfect pet you never realised existed. Compact and independent, these furry little fellows basically look after themselves. Rat dogs. Live in the city, you're halfway to being the proud owner of a rat dog already. Just leave your door open for long enough and one's bound to come in. Rat dogs. These natural scavengers are the little bit of dog you've always wanted. I called mine Bianca. I haven't seen mine for weeks. Ours bite the postman. Now he's dead. <laughs> Rat dogs. The perfect pet for every modern household. This advert was brought to you by the British Rodent Control Association. Rat dogs are just common rats, not dogs. Any confusion is down to the listener and not the fault of the BRCA. The BRCA will not be held accountable for any structural damage to your property or the spread of diseases these animals may carry. Are you a middle-class white man? Do you feel underrepresented by society? Is it because of your luscious manly beard? Middle-class white men with beards everywhere have been discriminated against for years, downtrodden, and judged simply because of their hair-to-face ratio. It's time we said no. It's time we stood up for beards. Help us to help them by donating £5 a month to white middle class men with beards.org by texting WMCMWB to 8889994 now and give a white middle class man with a beard a chance today. Hello and welcome to the Quick Smart Comedy Show with me, Dave, and alongside me is James. Exactly, so the Quick Smart Comedy Show on Soundbar Radio. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Welcome back to the Quick Smart Comedy Show. Um, I'm flustered now, James. What are we doing? I was, was going to come in. It's going to be a snappy show. I was going to kick off with some, some great lines and great gags and things, but I'm a bit sort of flustered now. So I don't know what I'm doing. I can't believe you've had this radio show for three years. Welcome back to the Quick Smart Comedy Show. And no one's forcibly stopped you yet. Welcome back to the Quick Smart Comedy Show. Quick Smart Comedy Show on Soundbar Radio. <laughs> Welcome back to the Quick Smart Comedy Show. Comedy Show. Um, you've taken your first step into a larger universe. Right, I'm here, I'm outside the bookshop, everything's going swimmingly so far, David, if you're listening. Um, bit of a queue, it's a bit strange, I've noticed that all today actually, a lot of queues, but there you go. Um, the clue brought me here, so I'm just going to go straight in and see if I can find a tape. Right, excuse me, so, so, sorry, 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 can I just get past, yeah, thank you, thank you, uh, can I just get past, thank you. Uh, yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah, I am, um, I am uh, a someone, so I get, get to go in. Not that you're not a someone, obviously you're a someone, uh, it's not a status thing. Uh, but I am going to push in front of you anyway. So thanks. Thanks very much. Hello and welcome to Backstreet Books, Devon's number one Backstreet Bookstore. Uh, sorry, you seem to be on a PA system and I can't quite understand what's going on. Shouldn't you be on the shop floor greeting customers? Is anyone going to greet me? I am, I am a customer. I, it's a one-way system. I can only talk to you. I can't hear you. So if you are speaking... If you're speaking to the PA system, I can't hear you. Okay, I just wanted a bit of a browse. I'm just looking for a tape, or it could be in a book. I'm not really sure. A book and a tape, a tape and a book. I, I don't know how it's going to work. My friend's kind of set up this 
treasure hunt. I'm not sure why. I'm not into treasure hunts, but I could find these tapes to get these clues, okay? If anyone can help me. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I don't know if you're speaking, but if you are, I can't hear you. Um, you're probably not interested, but I'll tell you anyway. My, my good friend David, he's left some tapes around town for me to find. It's all a bit of a bit of a weird mystery uh, clue hunt. Uh, so if you could just give me the tape if you got it, that would be great. Today, we've got world-famous author and, I'm told, comic book extraordinaire, Stan Lee. Stan Lee will be signing copies of his new autobiography, Stan Lee, not Bruce Lee, different. Right, right. Well, Stan Lee, is it? Cool. Uh, well, because I'm looking for this tape, obviously, that's quite important. Uh, I might just cut in, actually, have a quick couple of words with Stan and then get back to looking for the tape. If anything, uh, Dave probably gave it to Stan to give to me because he knows how much of a fan I am, Stan. So uh, that'd be great. If I could just, I'm just going to cut in. I, I, I'm assuming that's a fine thing to do. There's an orderly queue waiting to get your book signed by Stan Lee. I'm not interested in whatever wacky conundrum you've got yourself into. If you're not in the queue, you cannot speak to Stan Lee. Haven't really got time to have a bit of a wait with everyone else, so I'm probably just going to as I say, cut in, quick couple of words, and now I'll be back to the old looking for the tape, have a bit of a rummage round. You cannot talk to Stan Lee unless you're already in the queue. That's right, you only get five words with Stan Lee. No, I can't hear you. I'm talking over a PA system. It's incredibly clever. It means I can talk to the entire shop without being in the same room as you dirty common urchins five words well that's not many uh, what I'll probably do is not take up more than five minutes of his time I think that's fair uh, yeah so I'm probably just gonna sneak in here sorry can I just get through um, yeah sorry kind of breaking the rules here but I figure I'm looking for a tape so that's kind of important isn't it maybe I don't know what are the, the rules for tapes nah I don't think there are either Excuse me. Yeah, just going to come through. Sorry. Can I just come through? All right, cool. He does have a habit of letting things slip, I'm told. I don't know, because I don't know him. I'm not interested in comic books or the Smurfs, which I imagine is the sort of thing he does. Oh, hi, Mr. Lee. Mr. Lee. Um, sorry, I know I've kind of jumped the queue here, but um, I thought I'd just uh, take the opportunity to just to say I'm a big fan. Uh, it's lovely to meet you. Uh, I haven't really got time to queue up because I'm looking for this tape. Hello, true believer. Welcome to my signing. Thank you very much for coming. I know you uh, you greatly appreciate my work. Everybody does. Have you bought my new book yet? Uh, no, I didn't know you had a new book. Um, it's called Stan Lee. Am I Bruce Lee? Really? Is that... That's not what it says on the cover. It okay. says it right there. Stan Lee. I'm Bruce Lee. Stan Lee, not to be confused with Bruce Lee. It's my new book that I wrote by myself. As I, as I, I said... I um, was the creator. I invented Bruce Lee in 1962. I needed a new character. We had a lot of white guys in our books. And I was like, I want an Asian guy. I want the book to be a moving book that you watch on a television. I called it... A movie book television. 
You, you've given me five copies already, so I, I will definitely read it. Did you... you know I created the Iron Man suit? I physically made the Iron Man suit for the new films. I went to the workshop and they gave me a spray gun and I sprayed it. I created that Iron Man suit. My own hands. Oh, and I didn't know that. That's that's really interesting. Obviously, I'm... I've got a new cameo coming up in the next Avengers movie. Wow. I think I'll be Spider-Man in the new Captain America Civil War. Right. But shouldn't, um, I don't really know how the movie business works, but shouldn't you know if... Like, if you're going to cameo... Oh, they've had a stunt double do all the jumping and the swinging. That's who's appeared in the uh, in the trailer for the film. But when they take off the mask and you see who it is, you think, oh, it's going to be a new young actor. And no, it'll be me, Stan Lee. It will be an old, old man, an old white man. It was my birthday last week. I'm 107. <laughs> okay. You st- it looks like you still got the birthday badge on there. I sa- I have. It says Stan Lee. I'm just going to hold your hand, Stan. I'm just going to help you sign my book here. Because you don't seem to be signing the books. I've signed all these books. Twilight, Lord of the Rings, all of my best fiction. I worked with J.R.R. Tolkien on this one for quite a while. He didn't really create anything in the world. I uh, came up with all the ideas. I was the creator, and he just... Wrote it down in the book, right. and um, yeah. and gave a structure to the story, and gave all the characters names, and um, decided what they would do. But essentially, I was the creator mm. of uh, Lord of the Rings. You kind of came up with the name Lord of the Rings, and you let you let old uh, J.R.R. Tolkien handle the the details. As you can see, I've got some radio equipment with me here. I mean, Did you know I invented the radio? I didn't know. Hmm, it must be 1952. I was sat in my office and I thought, television is a bit heavy loaded. You got sound, you got images. It's too much. You can't work with a television. But with a radio, you can put it on and you can just sit and do other things without having to bother watching it. So I invented radio. Right, because you were saying earlier that you put the book into the TV, but sounds like you got bored of the TV pretty quickly. Well, things go in circles. That's a more of a triangle, but... You know, I invented shapes. A lot of people credit Pythagoras with the, uh, with the triangle, but actually it was me. I mean, I came up with the idea. He drew it and came up with Pythagoras' theorem. Sure. But uh, essentially, the creation was mine because it was my idea. People throw money at me. I don't know what to do with it. I've only got so many years left. What the hell could I do with it all? I'd just buy a bigger house and a younger wife. I've seen, yeah, you kind of stuffed a lot of dollar bills into your into your suit there. Mm-hmm. There, there's a bit of a queue forming, really. I mean, I, I did Of jump course the... there's a queue. I'm Stan Lee. Mm. I mean, I did jump the queue. People are... This guy's poking me with a pencil. He doesn't seem happy that I'm here. I was wondering, did, have you seen any seen any tapes? Did anyone give you any tapes? Um, People like... are always sending me tapes. They say, Stan. I've got a brilliant idea for a superhero, and they send me a mixtape with the theme tune they've written. Really? All of the time. Are you sure you're not just buying music? No, someone this morning gave me one. I'll just have a rifle around. Yeah. Here, that, um, that's the, that, that's the a, best a of Rod D, Stewart. D, Tom, Tom Jones. Uh, all these tapes. <laughs> Why are you carrying them with you to the book signings? These are just things people have bought me today. That says on the side, that says HMV stock. Yes, someone in HMV gave it to me. They didn't say, here, this is for you. But I saw it and I knew that it was meant for me. And that right. a fan had intended me 
to pick it up and go home and listen to it and get back to them. And, it's, it's got and the security. It's got the security tags still on them. Of course it has. How else would it be secure with Stan Lee? Oh, Stan, there's um, there's quite. Those pre-signed books you've got there, Dave's on the top. I was there. Right, I I I was given a list of uh, books to sign. Are you a FedEx man? I was supposed to have this delivered via courier. No, but I, I invented FedEx in 1963. I was sat in my office and I thought, we need a new postal service for comic books, and I call it FedEx. Initially, it was going to be an offshoot of the X-Men comics. We'd already had X-Men, X-Force, X-Orama. X-Mania, but of course it just developed into a postal service, and then <laughs> people thought it was real, and then of course it became real. Well, I can take this top one because I know the person, I know who this is for, and I think it's actually for me. I think he's just kept it here so I could find it for him. The year was 1963. I was sat in my office and I thought, I'll create a new superhero. I was gonna lose my job sometime soon anyway, so I thought, what the hell? I could do anything I want. So I created Spider-Man. He was fun, sexy, he had sex appeal, ideal for child readers. Why are you telling me this? Everybody time? wants to hear about Spider-Man. He's in the new Captain America film. We've got to have as many Spider-Man franchises running in tandem at one given point. The film was Spider-Man 2. I wanted to make a, a jive about X-Men. And I'd say, those glasses, they're the ones the X-Men wear. I also had to pick up a little girl and get her out the way from this, um, Doc Ock. Was, uh, destroying... On, on, on screen or off? On screen. And she was a fat little girl and I couldn't pick her up. So I just shooed her away. And I said to Sam Raimi afterwards, I was, Sam, next time you want me to pick up a little girl on set, you better not make her so fat. Right, fat shaming. Cool. And a little girl too, so that's nice. Right, I'm gonna go now. Thank you. Though. That's a real story, you know. I know it's true, and that's what's tragic. Just gotta take the book now. Uh, maybe you should probably talk talk to your fans. You've got a lot of them, one less, but you got a lot of them still. Excelsior! Have fun, true believer. Okay, thank you. That's right, James. I hit a tape in a book. It's like Inception, but with the format. <laughs> Right, well, uh, I hope it hasn't taken you too long, as the show is only an hour long. And uh, as another aside, uh, if this isn't James listening, and that is the sneaky librarian, he was keeping tabs on me as I was rifling my way through the books, please could you replace the tape back into the book and wait for James Wenzer and let him read it, please. Thank you. Anywho, on to the next clue. Here we go, James. I am a gold mine. I am a space rocket. I am an ancient Indian burial ground. What am I? I am a gold mine. I am a space rocket. I am an ancient Indian burial ground. What am I? Good luck. Uh, if you are still listening, James, it's the radio station. Just, just go to the radio station. The following announcement is brought to you by the English Countryside Alliance, trimming your bushes since 1873. The English countryside's being overrun! Inundated! Ravaged! Gone in the green fields and unspoilt woods. 
gone are the family picnic areas and wildlife reserves, gone are the genteel Sunday walks. Our countryside is being plagued by a vermin so virile, scientists predict it'll be a matter of minutes before they end up in our homes. Our biscuit tins! Our beds! That's right, these washed up has-beens can be seen littering the countryside, dispensing their young like they were last week's heat magazine. They scavenge from bins and local residents report them screaming incoherently all hours of the night and day. Dealer celebrities! Binky! 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 Simon! Simon! I could be better Simon! <laughs> <laughs> and what's worse is they're creating serious repercussions. These vile creatures are starting to attract tabloid newspapers. We speak to a distressed local homeowner, the Guardian reader Marshall Tabletop. It's abominable. They don't even wear socks. Luckily, help could be on hand in the shape of the Young People's Channel, Channel 4, and the Northern People's Channel, ITV, both working to rehome these washed up wannabes. ITV are in talks with the English Countryside Alliance to herd up all the ones whose screaming doesn't burst eardrums, mash them into groups, and parade them around the country with a view of selling nostalgia to middle aged women at all participating butlin' sites. Channel 4, on the other hand, are working to rehabilitate and rehome the vermin via the means of an Orwellian halfway house. Could this be the answer we've been searching for? To find out more about these vile creatures, visit the Mail Online. Thank you for listening. Decapitators for <coughs> Prepare yourself for a night of pure terror. Ready yourself for a scream. <coughs> A Hard Night's Fright magazine says the most decapitations this decade, statistically speaking. Bone and Dog shouts, yes, a horror film. Grappler magazine gives it two scoops of scare with a flake full of terror. I would add to this a syrup of blood. Hundreds and thousands of corpses. A freezer. <laughs> You get the point. Total Gore said so scary, they would compare it to Decapitators 3, starring Tony Triad as the Ice Cream Man. <laughs> Rated R. Under 17's not admitted without an ice cream. Ooh. Have you been a victim of the financial crisis? Are you worried about your next mortgage payment? Have you got a wife that won't shut up about that holiday? Have you got children that insist on being fed and clothed? Are you unwilling to drop from quality to premium bronzer? Well, here at Cash for Cash, we believe that if you want your tan to become the Dickinson's real deal, but can't afford to, it's our job to make sure that you do ruin your skin even if it saddles your future generations with insurmountable debt. It's cheap as chips! What's that I hear you ask? No good at making repayments? Well, here at Cash for Cash, we can help you with our easy to use plan. You can consolidate all of your existing debts into one massive debt with higher interest rates and more harsher punishments when you miss a payment. It's cheap as chips! Unfortunately, due to recent legal battles between ourselves and the House of Commons, or as we like to call them here at Cash for Cash, the House of Morons, we no longer have a registered office, 
telephone number or access to the internet. So watch out for the cash-to-cash -cash salesman coming door-to-door -door in a street near you. And remember, if you let them into your house, any contract our salesman signs is legally binding. It's cheap as chuck. Jets, jet, I mean jets. Cash for cash! Money! Hey you You're looking too blue Hey blue Talking to you It's the quick smart Comedy show It's the quick smart Comedy show on sound dot Sound at radio. The quick smart. The quick smart. The quick smart. Come to show. Hi again listeners, quick update, this is James of the Quick Smart Comedy Show on Sound Art Radio and I think I've just about completed this map and this whole tape business. We uh, seem to be heading back to the radio station, not sure why, most maps don't usually go back on themselves. Seems quite lazy if I'm honest, only three locations, quite, 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 quite lazy. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk today when we see him about that. Uh, I don't know if you solved the clues, I solved the clues. Uh, and with time to spare, I, I think. I, I haven't got a watch on me, but I'm pretty sure the show is ending soon. So uh, the last clue, obviously, what was a space station, what was a gold mine, and all that other stuff. Obviously, it's the radio station. Haven't really got time to get into the details of that. Everyone probably knows the details of that. You know, there's uh, past episodes on online for you to listen to. So uh, why not go and listen to them first before, you know, hounding me about what is and what isn't a space station. Got quite a lot of questions for David. First uh, would probably be why the treasure hunt. I'm not uh, really into treasure hunts. Second would be what lesson you're trying to teach me here, David, because I don't think I need to learn anything ever again. Uh, third would probably be uh, on an anniversary show, a special show. Um, you should have probably made an appearance. Why didn't you? I mean, taped, do they already count? I don't think they do. Um, yeah, lots of questions. Lots of, lots of, lots of questions. Was it that you're trying to teach me a lesson, David? Maybe a, a lesson about making sure I don't fall back on my laurels, making you do all the work, and me just sitting there playing, twiddling with my thumbs, looking in a mirror, checking out my hair and whatnot. Um, if so, I appreciate the lesson, David, but I'm not sure I need to, needed to learn it. Um, and if I'm honest, if I really think about it, if I look deep down within me, I, I, I think it was probably more the fact that you didn't want to do the show today. So yeah, just working my way back up to the station now. I'm just at the bottom of the hill. It's at a pretty big hill, if I'm honest. Uh, yeah, uh, not not sure what's going to happen, really. Uh, hopefully it will really meet all our expectations of what a great end to a, a show will be. I mean, we've, we've gone on a bit of a journey, haven't we? You know, me and you, me and you, the listener. So I'm hoping that this surprise at the end will really be worth our time and effort. You know, being an anniversary show, you'd hope so. Uh, I think it's been a pretty special show. I don't know about you, but I'm... Pretty happy with it, yeah. Pretty, 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 pretty good. Oh, I think I see David. Uh, is that David? Uh, some sort of figure. Uh, he's hanging outside of a window and he's got a megaphone. Uh, D David, that's a bit. That looks a bit dangerous, David. Maybe don't, don't do that, David. David. 
Yeah, he's, he's just hanging outside with a megaphone now. Hello, James. Welcome to the celebration. That's right. The special treat that I promised you is an anniversary party. I had to set up all those tapes because I need you to get out of the way so we can set up the party. Plus, I know how much you like treasure hunts. Was that a famous five? Hmm. Anyway, doesn't matter. Plus, there was the small issue with the fact that I did borrow your watch, broke it, and I didn't want to be in an enclosed space with you for an extended period of time whilst you were really angry at me. So, uh, yeah, sorry about that. Anyway, come on up, let's have some fun! I'm not going to replace the watch. Um, welcome to the two-year anniversary show after party! I figured that the listeners would much rather know that we had a really good celebratory party rather than actually hearing a really good show. Hmm? Yeah? You're looking right through me, James. I can only presume that it's because you agree with every single word I'm saying and are going to come up here and give me a big old slap on the back for what I've done. So yeah, come on up! There's a load of guests from the previous shows here who are dying to talk to you. Um, none feel able to actually say anything whilst on the air, but they're, they're definitely here, so come on up. You're pretty unclear there, David. Uh, but from what I gather, from what you just said, yeah, it was pretty pointless, wasn't it? Maybe I'll take you to one side and have a, a couple of words with you so this doesn't happen again. Uh, I'm not angry, David, but uh, we do need to have a little bit of a talk about what constitutes a show or not, and what doesn't constitute a show. I guess the question is, listeners, was it worth it? Uh, was that satisfactory for you? Was it, you know, was it worth all the journey and the wait? Um, no, I don't think it was, really. No. I guess all there's left to do is uh, give a big thank you to all our listeners over the last two years. Uh, thank you very much. Um, I'm off to, to uh, have a bit of cake. Um, yeah, thank you very much. And uh, while James is making his little uh, little way up here, uh, listeners, I'm talking to you. Thank you very much for listening to the show. I can only presume that James smashed it out of the park, as I didn't really manage to hear any of the show, as I, uh, I've mainly arguing with the delivery girl about the price of the sausage rolls, because I feel that she had added quite a service charge onto that bill, but uh, that's not for here. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. I'm back to the party. Yale, yeah, where's my drink? Quick Smart Comedy Show, devised and performed by David and Jim, Beth and Highgate Betts, and Dan Davis. Theme song by Karosh Oliver Floor. For more shows and other content, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash quicksmartcomedy.